Hey everybody, before we start the podcast, we have a special announcement to make. Ooh, exciting. What is it? We will be at Anime Dallas 2023. Oh, is that the one that's taking place November 24th to 26th? Yes, the Hyatt Regency in downtown Dallas. Oh, we were just at Anime Houston, and now the fun continues at Anime Dallas. I think this will be our fourth Anime Dallas. Oh, we're good friends of ours. We love being there. Yes, so get your Black Friday deals. Instead of, like, fighting people to the death at Walmart, (laughs) go to all the great vendors they have there at Anime Dallas. The vendor's room's always so much fun, and you can buy stuff for Christmas for people. Come walk off all that Turkey Day food and Mm. hang out. Yeah, we'll be bumping fists and causing smiles, doing our panels, and come to our table, and we will have a whole bunch of fun. Good chance there's probably going to be candy and giveaways, too. Yes, we will see you there. Anime Dallas 2023! Please listen carefully. And now, live from a saloon in Valentine... It's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two cowpokes and their posse, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we are wrapping up, wrapping it up. Woo! About time. Head of the posse, build a posse. Build a posse. Bap. Howdy, partner. It's the last of the BAP. Oh, hi. And Scott's in in the booth. That's right. I managed to make it in. I rearranged the schedule. I flew in. (laughs) That's right. On the Concord. Landed uh, just a couple hours ago. I don't think they... It's appropriate. You're here for the start of it, and now you're here for the wrap-up. It's incredibly inefficient. (laughs) All right. Build a posse. So far, we've done... Geez, all this stuff. We've done a magnificent seven so far. Now we're doing Mm. an elegant eight. Not a hateful eight. I watched the hateful eight the other day. It's already mm-hmm. been taken. What'd you think? I loved it. Holds it was up. Great. It was a great movie. But yes, we have done so far. We've done a gunslinger. We've done a tracker. We've done a doctor. We've done a gambler. We've done a soldier, a preacher, a soiled dove. And now we'll be wrapping it up today with the head of the posse, the real literal head of the posse, the lawman who brought them all together. Yeah, the lawman. The sheriff? The the leader. The producer, if you will. <laughs> oh. Or would the producer of the posse be the financier of the posse? Because I have Lottie Denno, and she's making my money. So I'm, I am i don't know if she's the producer, like the making things happen lady. Well, every posse needs a financier. That's what I'm saying. You can only live off the fat of the line for so long. Mine comes from my gambler. I set that up on purpose. Is your is your posse funded, Kevin? Sure. Have you have you talked about who's funding your posse? Yeah, the the government. The government. <laughs> ah, yes, the government. He's the he's the Rough Riders 2.0. Rough Riders. Yeah, yeah. Teddy Roosevelt set up the Rough Riders. The oh, government founded uh, like not really mercenary force, but you know the militia to go around and protect parks and animals and wildlife. And I like how you describe it as a militia. It's kind of what it is. It was like kind because it, it was like fifty dudes. What would you call that? A, a, an armed force? The Rough Riders? Dudes? Yeah, they're like they're like they're just a mercenary group, I think. Really? They had, but they had government sanctioning. They were yeah, they weren't legitimate. for hire. Is the they weren't no, the, yeah. so that's why I said militia. But I don't know. Rough Riders. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. It's not we're here to talk about lawmen. We are. All right. Do we want to go over what we've had so far? Or we want to just do that all at the end. Now we can lead into it. This is the final wrap up. So mm-hmm. let's let's dig in. Okay. 
Uh, for my posse, not hired by the government, like I said, funded by Lottie Denno. Uh, but I got John Wick as my gunslinger, mm-hmm. who has been a cowboy as John Wick now, so it's official. I got Henry Standing Bear from Longmire, played by Lou Diamond Phillips from a tracker. I got Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer from Tombstone as my doctor. Like I said, Lottie Denno's bringing in that money, doing a great job as my card shark. Teddy Roosevelt from Night, uh, from Night at the Museum is my soldier. That's how I knew about the Rough Riders. I got Clancy Brown as Brother Crow from My Preacher. And I got Jill from My Soiled Dove from Once Upon a Time in the West. An old classic. Clancy Brown of Buckaroo mm-hmm. Banzai fame. Yes. And Highlander fame. Yes. I know his name. I love you, Clancy Brown. And for me... Yeah, what you got, kid? On, on my kicking back posse, I don't know what the name of it is yet. <laughs> for my gunslinger, I got none other than the man with no name from the Dollar Series, Clint Eastwood. My tracker, I have Naru from Prey. For my doctor, I picked Dr. Colleen Cooper from Dr. Quinn, adopted <laughs> daughter. Uh, for my gambler, I got good old Brady Hawks, Kenny Rogers from the Gambler Series. For my soldier, I got Sergeant Major John Rollins, Morgan Freeman from Glory. For my preacher, I got Reverend Julian Che, Willie Nelson. Yes. Uh, from the Redheaded Stranger movie. And for my soiled dove, I have none other than Anara Sarah from Firefly. Firefly. Uh, yes. We were just watching Marina that. Too. Uh, but now, who will be leading our posses? That's it. We flipped a coin, shot it out of the air. <laughs> Oh, look, I called holes and it has a hole in it. Yeah. I get to go first again. <laughs> Real quick, though, you have Kenny Rogers on your team. Do you mm-hmm. think he'd have a catchphrase in the posse? Like when he shoots a bad guy, he's like, holding them and folding them. Uh, maybe. I don't remember if there was one from the. <laughs> he mostly movies. sings that phrase. That's true. But yeah. he, it, like, you know, he, that seems like the G.I. Joe, the, the mantra, the, the catchphrase you might have. But I'm going first, yeah. and we're starting off with silly picks. Uh, I put this to the table because I wanted. I, was going to mention it as an honorable mention, but now it's just a fun nerd debate. Oh. Relevant to uh, build a posse. Is that what we do here? It is now. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Scott's like, stick to the formula. <laughs> this is my for. This is our formula. No, it's your There's formula. a formula? Yes. Um, there's no wrong answer here because either of these would be hilarious. But as a posse leader, would you rather have Rango the Lizard or Woody from Toy Story. Rango, as voiced by Johnny Depp mm-hmm. in the animated uh, Western film where he becomes the sheriff of a town called Dirt. And of course, I am Woody. far more familiar with Toy Story than I am with Rango. Okay. But I remember Rango being, being a pretty fly little lizard, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, Johnny Depp's character from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, in lizard form. In lizard form. In lizard form. <laughs> Kevin, same question. Woody or Rango? Oh, Woody all day long. Woody all day long? Yeah. Howdy, howdy, howdy. It's great. Yeah, There's a snake in my booth. It's really annoying, though. No, he was, a, he was a leader of that posse anyway. That's the it. The posse of toys. He knew it. He said, you are a toy. He, he knew the real deal. Yeah, but he was real smug about it. Nah. He no. had a lot of character growth in that first movie. Yeah. He had a lot of dedication to Andy, his main prime directive. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. But so did Rango. Yes. I, I, I choose Rango just because it is sort of the slept on one. There are so many heavy hitters. It wasn't like... It did well in theaters and with critics, so it's not like nobody saw it. Um, but it was one of those things that falls into like the childhood movie. Like right. you either were a kid and you had those eight VHS that you just cycled through, or you have a kid and they have those eight DVDs mm-hmm. that they cycle through. Be like, I want to watch Rango again. It's like you watched it three times yesterday. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Every 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 dad has that movie mm-hmm. exactly. with robots for me. Mm. 
Uh, Rango is definitely one of them, but I say for the better because it's uh, it's done by Gore Verbinski, who did the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So it's him having fun. And then the writer of this movie was also the writer of Alien Covenant, Sweeney Todd, Penny Dreadful, Skyfall Inspector, the James Bond movies, Star Trek Nemesis, The Time Machine with Gla- uh, Guy Pierce, and Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Is the writer for this animated lizard western movie. It's almost unnecessary how much talent is in this movie. And it's so good. So, is that your third pick? It, that's my honorable mention. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was the Then my honorable mention. Rango. <laughs> was it Rango or Woody? I'm confused. That was the, the debate. For me, it's Rango. It's oh. Rango. Then okay. I guess my honorable mention is Woody. Sure. I forgot he was a sheriff. I totally forgot Woody was a sheriff. That's it. He's got a badge and everything. Yes, that's it. Dumb am I. Woody's round Yeah, I know. He's a sheriff. <laughs> I know. Duh. So that was the quick one. But I didn't even think of that. For my real quick, my third pick, I just wanted to bring it, bring up the real life OG person because we like talking about the real life in this sort of Western. There's thing. a real life Woody? <laughs> Not a real Woody. life Rango? <laughs> a talking lizard? But yes, both. That's uh, the story here. He's transitioned to Geico lizard now, but no. Oh. Um, the real life, essentially where we get all the Western tropes for Sheriff came from a real life dude named Bat Masterson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You've heard the name. Yeah. His full name is Bartholomew William Barclay Bat Masterson. Essentially started off as a buffalo hunter, got into trouble in shootouts, and then became Sheriff of Dodge City, Kansas. So when you hear the phrase, oh, we got to get out of Dodge, you're talking about Dodge City during this time, and he was the sheriff of it. It's so weird that Kansas was the West at one point. Exactly. (laughs) Kansas is not the West. It was at one point. Although technically so is California. It was the West at one point. That's it. Uh, so, Bat Masterson was my real life OG third pick because he was—he's the real dude that most of these, like when we're talking about Red Dead and stuff like that, when they're doing a pastiche of a sheriff, it comes from this type of dude. Um, was involved in shootouts, got wounded at a bunch of them, and was eventually died at his last one, but survived a bunch of them. So, it was the legit like Wild West, no rules. I'm gonna try and establish law and order in this town that just started. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Yeah. And his name is Bat Masterson. Yeah. Well, if your name was Bartholomew, wouldn't you go with bats? I'd, I'd carry a giant bat, and I'd live up to it. I'd have it on a, a hat and a shirt. Be like, what's up, bat? Yeah, it's bat. Probably say the word bat like, I am Groot a whole bunch. Like, you know, shaking hands with people, be like, bat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think just a name tag is not enough. I think you really need to, to drive it home. That's Absolutely. It. Sell novelty bats. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good time. I believe he had, like, brothers and stuff, too, like any good old West guy had, or semi-famous. Yeah. Hmm. Bad if it was a Western movie, it'd be an evil brother that they're, you know, <clears throat> they finally catch up after Played by the same actor who just has facially. <laughs> that dastardly mustache. <laughs> That's a fun third pick. It's not even silly. It's a good one. It's a real-life OG. All right, my third pick. So, I watch too much TV. We all established that before. And Westerns used to be on in reruns, and there was one that I used to watch for some reason, and uh, I guess it's because I thought the gun was cool, and that's why I own one and almost exactly like it in nice. real life. It was... Uh, Are you going with The Rifleman? The Rifleman, oh, yeah. Oh, The Rifleman. Lucas McCain, played by the great Chuck Connors. Now, do you know anything about The Rifleman, Mikey? I do not. Okay. Well, you should. It was it was on forever. <laughs> 168 episodes Holy crap. of The Rivalment, between 58 and 63. It was one of those shows that I think turned from black and white into color in that era. Chuck Connors, if you didn't know, was like 
only one of 13 athletes in the history of American professional sports to be in both the Major League Baseball and the National Basketball Association. The oh, NBA. okay. He, he pulled a so, Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. Yeah, like he was on the 49 Dodgers, the 51 Cubs, and the Boston Celtics from 46 to 48. That's a pretty awesome track right Yeah, he was like five, six foot five or something like that. Oh, I was hoping you were about to say he was five foot six. No, I was like, like, there's six, hope. Six foot five. No, <laughs> Yeah, but it, unfortunately, he only got paid like 15 bucks a year yeah, for right, those yeah. jobs because that's how they treated athletes back then. No, I know. He like he went into acting because it was a better career than sports. <laughs> what? I'm going to go be a cowboy. Anyway, Lucas McCain is mainly the third, my third pick because he's not really a lawman all the time. I got you. Just sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's basically a rancher. He's an American Civil War veteran. He's a widower, and he's known for the fastest man in the West with his Winchester rifle. Yeah, Winchester. I know. He's that got one. an 1892 Winchester uh, lever action rifle with a special modified lever on it, so he can spin it around a car. He like spins the thing like over, <laughs> and then he has like this pin on it that he can flip. That when he when he does the lever, it it just shoots automatically. Oh, nice. You know, it's, it's the best. Yeah, kind of like fanning the hammer on a six-shooter. Yeah. Nice. But with a lever-action rifle. Um, he lives with his son on the ranch. This was actually, and goes down in history, is the first primetime series on U.S. television to show a single parent raising a child. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a fun tidbit. Yeah, 1958. There, so there's a uh, Trivial Pursuit thing for you. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, 58, That would that's taboo and almost risque for a, a theme in a show. Yeah, the wife died of smallpox, unfortunately. That's what happened. But anyway, he is a valid pick, though, because his best friend was the sheriff or marshal of the town, mm-hmm. Micah. Marshal Micah. <laughs> and they were best friends. Mm-hmm. So anytime he needed a deputy sheriff, he used him. I got you. Um, but there is really one famous episode where he's wearing the tin star, Chuck Connors, Lucas McCain's wearing the tin star, um, and it's an episode that has Sammy Davis Jr. in it. Nice. And the episode is literally called Two Ounces of Tin, oh. um, because basically uh, Sammy Davis Jr. is this gunslinger. And I don't know if you know, but Sammy Davis Jr. for some reason knew how to sling a gun around for real. And like I guess because of that, they're like, hey – be in westerns. Nice. I don't know. That makes um, sense. But he was playing this crazy gunslinger because he can sling the gun and do all the tricks and stuff. Yep. And of course they let him do that. But he played like this, uh, you know, this bad guy who had a, a problem with the law because a lawman killed his pappy. You know, <laughs> so any he went from town to town and told every lawman take that badge off and throw it in the dirt, or by the end of the night you're a goner. Ah, get rid of that two ounces of tin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just so happened that. Micah was out of town, and Lucas McCain had the badge on. So then, you know, they... Wrong man. Wrong man. The wrong man to challenge is Lucas McCain with his rifle. Did you hear about that three-legged dog that walked into a bar, put his six-shooter on the bar, and says, I'm looking for the man that shot my paw. <laughs> but then, no, I, I I didn't even know Sammy Davis Jr. had a Western career. That's something I'll have to go No, no, hold route. up. We, we need to acknowledge that was that was a fantastic joke. Yeah. I really think that was... That, was, that needed to show up on... Just... Throwing a laugh track there in the <laughs> post. Yeah, was, sorry, I just we, I, it's part of my job to make sure good jokes get recognized. And <laughs> bad jokes are discouraged. So <laughs> that was good. No, it was Kevin's inspiration. Oh, awesome. but uh, yeah, and it's a it's a good show. It's fun to watch. It's it basically he just wants to run his ranch. Yep. But because he's like known as like the fastest rifle in the West, 
just people show up like every episode and they're like, I'm calling you out, Lucas McCain. He's like, come on, man. So it really is the setup that all the bad guys come to him like he doesn't travel town to town. That's hilarious. They all come to make. There's even one episode I watched where some guy came from Britain. (laughs) <laughs> to fight him. I've sailed across the pond to show you what's what. <laughs> Basically. Terrible. Uh, anyway. But amazing. But they did that for 168 episodes. Listen, sets were expensive back then. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, you just, just digitize one up in Blender. No, and it, the best part of that show is the beginning. Which is? Well, it's it like it has the music. And he goes all rapid and, fire. And he's just walking down the street. And the, it just kind of pans up from like his foot and then you see the gun and he goes bow, 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 bow. he does he does the rifleman thing yeah. with the, the and lever. then it like pans up to him and he like literally looks at the camera while he's reloading it <laughs> because he's such a boss yes i love it it's the best <laughs> look it up you can find it online does the camera die like james bond style when he shoots it like when yeah. it wobbles and collapses uh-huh. it does not it wasn't that. It wasn't that forward thinking. I love. I love those old intros with montages and uh, theme songs. It's the best. Mm-hmm. That is an excellent third pick. If yeah. it's going to get better from there, I'm intrigued. But that means we're on to second picks. And full disclosure, first yes. pick and second pick could really be interchangeable for me. Always, now. it's always. Y'all say always. that on every dead. It's always that way. But th- this has never been true than right now because really the only distinction is one is more modern than the other, so that's why he went first. It's just fresher. It's always that way. That's it. Always. This was real hard. But for my second, uh, he's riding into town. He is a sheriff. Some people have a problem with him, but he's so good at being a sheriff that he essentially you can't keep him down because he's Cleavon Little and he's Sheriff Bart. From Blazing Saddles. Mm. <laughs> controversial. That's it. It is controversial. Why yes. is it controversial? Oh, he's, because he's one of the most classic, iconic sheriffs ever. He does the job the best. It has. No, it's controversial because, you know. Because they say the N-word a lot in that movie. This day and age. They do. And yes, there is. I, 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 I almost had it in my notes as a straw man argument because I've only ever heard this really in joke form. Is like, oh, Blazing Saddles, you can't make that movie today. Which, I see the logic behind it. But it's also like I heard it more as a joke. Like every time Blazing Saddles comes out, that's the bit. And it's like, okay. And yes, but that's also think, getting rid of the fact. I, I, go for I, it. Go, no, go ahead. It's, a, it's getting rid of the fact that it's discrediting the fact that Blazing Saddles was made by a comedically intelligent super genius named Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. That is a key factor in it. You Absolutely. Know? Mm. You, there's, you couldn't have made a different Blazing Saddles in the time it was around if it wasn't for Mel Brooks. And I think there are people and shows doing what Mel Brooks did in his day today. And I don't think it's as notable as Mel Brooks, but I do think there are Blazing Saddle attitudes and creators still out there. So I would that's why I support the, yes, you can make Blazing Saddles today. You just got to be real good at what you're doing. Yeah. Because and, Mel Brooks is a master. But also don't sleep on his head writer was Richard Pryor. Yes. And I have a feeling like a Dave Chappelle could make Blazing Saddles exactly. today. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He, you're could, right. he could do it. And now we're getting people like Seth Rogen, who were like the the funny joke boys coming up, who are now like com- comedy historians almost, yeah. and they're executive producing stuff. I think it's almost like like I would say that you know it was Richard Pryor and those guys needed someone like Mel Brooks to make a Blazing Saddle. That oh, that's absolutely uh, because yeah, of the for times. Sure. I'd probably agree were. with that. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, of the times they were. I 
I do think you'd have a hard time making the movie today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, for sure. Because it is so blatant um, as far as the use of, of racism and the racial slurs. Very much so. But, but he's the only smart one. And that's what I want to point out here. And and anybody who who understands what satire is, yes. that movie is the definition of satire. Yes. The stupidest people portrayed in that movie are the who? The racists. Yeah. That's right. Because Come on. Wait, no, wait, no. Come on now. You're talking about good people. You're talking about the salt of the earth. Just common people. You know, morons. <laughs> morons. Yeah, that's literally. There's only two smart people in that whole movie. In the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Gene Wilder and Dave the uh, Sheriff Bart. So why? tell me why Jim. you would pick Sheriff Bart. Uh, just just because of sort of this conversation, uh, for as controversial as it is, it is still a classic. Like, there's people that love it to this day. And, you know, for being as of its time and dealing with topics that it did and it still persists, that just, you know, it's extra points for that. But I do like that whole setup that you just uh, spoke to, which is that it's it's dumb people. Like, it's satire, but it's so narratively and structurally well set up that everything works and has a logic behind it rather than just being silly. Oh, a black guy comes into a white town and hijinks ensue, you know, which on paper is kind of what Blazing Saddles is. You know, he's, he's, the sheriff is brought deliberately in to fail. Mm -hmm. He's like, you're a black sheriff. Nobody's going to like you. I'm doing this. So it goes wrong and I get power. You know, that would be the, if this was a drama movie, that's conflict and resolution, you know, but Cleavon Little, he's uh, so much charm and swagger and mm -hmm. just uh, handsome man, you know, coming in in that that uh, tan, beige, I don't even know what you want to call it, but like velour nudie suit yeah. cowboy, you know, outfit. This is his rhinestone cowboy outfit, for Absolutely. sure. Mm -hmm. And for as he, he, you know, because he is so smart and he realizes his opportunity, he's never malicious about it. He's he he gives people their their just desserts and their comeuppance, but and he is smarmy about it. But he's never he's never outright mean. It's just all right. These people are stupid. I'll give them what they need, and he gets the job done. In a time when it was really really hard to get the job done, even mm -hmm. in a comedy movie. So, Sheriff Bart. Anytime you can have the smartest guy in the room on your team, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a good pick. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing a theme though. My third pick was Bat. My third, second pick was Bart. I should have gone first pick. What should have been like another B. Bart, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bo or something. That could have been a first pick for sure. That's what I'm saying. So that's why that was difficult. Because mm. how do you really get over Cleveland Little? But really, the only difference is first pick is newer. So yeah. All right, damn man, that was great. Good convo on that one. Um, my second pick is U.S. Marshal Ruben J. Rooster Cogburn, <laughs> Jeff Bridges' version from the. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask for clarification. From which the one? Twenty ten, true great movie, the readaptation. Some people call it a remake, but ten technically it's a readaptation of the book. Yes, and the Coen Brothers were trying to be more faithful to the book. Uh, so that's why it's a little different and focuses more on the Maddie character because that's what the book does. The book is written from the perspective of Maddie. And that's uh, like, is that Haley Steinfeld's yeah, first? In, that's right. Yeah. In this one? Mm -hmm. And the John Wayne movie, because it was done in 1969 and John Wayne was the star, it more focuses on him. 
Uh, it doesn't focus on the girl as much, which is a, kind of actually a departure from the book. I got you. So John Wayne played him twice. There was a sequel called Rooster Cogburn that he was in, and then there was another guy named Warren Oates who played in a made-for-TV movie. True. Yeah. Who Who is he, and what is that? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but I want the Jeff Bridges version if I'm going to take a Rooster Cogburn. Yep. I want that version. For those of you who don't know, Rooster Cogburn is the hard-drinking old veteran of the Civil War on the wrong side. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he'd, happy, he'd be happy to tell you. Yeah. yeah, he'd be happy to tell you. He only had one eye, had a patch. And according to the... I think this is out of the book. The movie was a little bit different, but... Cogburn had shot a total of 70 men in eight years, killing 66. Wow. All of whom he claimed to have killed in self-defense, in the line of duty, or fleeing justice. I think they do play up the movie in that self-defense bit, but I don't know if they give him a number. But 70 in eight months? <laughs> eight years. Oh, eight years. Okay. That's, that's, that's still, still crazy. That's still, still crazy. crazy. Um, I, I, I heard it as months as well, so I was right there with Mikey, so... Oh, did I say months? I might have said Either months. way, 70, God, 70. I we had a recording of this to find yeah. out. 70 bodies in eight years. That's that's a killing spree. And he was he was the good guy? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> um, that's less than 10 a year. But, I mean, it. this really, it. when I was trying to think of a lawman, this is what hit me in the face, uh, Rooster Cogburn. Now, he has lots of flaws, but as the movie goes on, uh, Maddie kind of changes him and kind of makes him into a better man. Mm -hmm. And the the thing that really got me about this portrayal, first, Jeff Bridges is just great anyway. <laughs> but the, the great thing about this portrayal is that what always got me is like after spoilers for a really old movie, <laughs> um, after she gets bit by that rattlesnake yep. and he's like trying to get her to a doctor and freaking rides the horse to death and then is carrying her and can, can barely, you know, he just keeps pushing himself and pushing himself, pushing. Yep. And just that whole scene is so well done and so well acted. And it just makes you like fall in love with the guy, you know, for all his warts and, and, and scars and everything. It's just that is that is really the true grit. It's not all this shooting guys and nope. 70 men in eight years. It's that. Oh, this girl needs help, and I'm gonna do everything I can to get her to help. So that's a quality guy right there. Especially because what they play up, like it's the relationship in the book, but they play it up in the movie really well. Yeah. Is that Jeff Bridges? It's late career Jeff Bridges, so this is like him wearing pajamas and just going to work because he gets to be cantankerous and grumpy yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. and sassy. And you know, it's the too old for this crap. I, you know, I've done my work. Leave me alone. And then this girl comes along, and he's like, "Oh, I don't like, doesn't want it." You know, it's very abrasive against mm -hmm. it. But then the bond happens, and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, true grit indeed." But it's a great movie. Got nominated for ten Academy Awards. So if you haven't seen 2010 True Grit, treat yourself. Yeah, yeah. I I, I absolutely 100 percent agree with you. It's a great movie. Treat yourself. That man is not a leader. Yeah, well, that's why he's the second pick. <laughs> he was All in right, so, But what What if your first get pick gets assassinated? You're going to no, be stuck with Rooster that's, Cogburn. That's not how this works. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. It's like if one gets not, it's not no, like the vice president? No. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. It's never worked that that's way. Say, I'm, I am going to question your motives of putting a guy like Rooster Cogburn in, even the Jeff Bridges version. Yeah, well, he's not in there, though. 
I just don't think that's a leader. That's <laughs> yeah, well, of, that's why he's not the, the kind of posse I want to be. That's in. why he's the second pick. That's it. But he's a pick for a leader, is it? Yeah, but he's but that's because Jeff Bridges is awesome. We don't. Yeah, there's no point. vice president. Yeah. There's no yeah. vice vice president rules in, in yeah. Wild West posse. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Jeff Bridges is awesome. I can't argue that. Yeah. You, have, you have found an argument to defuse <laughs> me. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yes, argue that Jeff Bridges is not awesome. Go. Due to bites. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Mikey has the number one pick. That's it, number one pick. His final head of the posse. Final, final pick. Uh, but man, Rooster Cogburn, what a great name! I can't. I have, have to acknowledge that before we move on because mm-hmm. yeah. we've been shouting out all the cool Western names: Bat Masterson, Rooster Cogburn. I, I wish. I feel like I was born in the wrong time just for the naming uh, con- constrictions. You would have been a great Cletus. Exactly. See, Jebediah. Oh, Nathaniel, give me something. I need I need more syllables in my name is yeah. what I'm trying to say. Uh, but for my number one pick, beating out only barely Sheriff Bart, Cleavon Little, barely. is Timothy Oliphant. Oh, here he is. As Cobb Vanth <laughs> from Mandalorian. <coughs> Whoa! It's a Western, yes. A space Western, but a Western. He went. Sci-fi. He did. He well, did I, went sci- I went sci-fi with Inara, so. It's true. Yeah, so I am, I, am, I am throwing out all the rules for my very last pick in the final final. But I can also back it up because, so Cobb Vanth and Mando is the, is the sheriff of Freetown. Mm-hmm. Eventually becomes the marshal of Freetown mm-hmm. because he's so trustworthy and good at his job that time goes by and Mando's like, oh, I actually know a really cool guy that would be great for this job. Gives it to Timothy Oliphant. Um, and he is essentially in charge of a town that he helped found and he helped set up the uh, organized crime protection for, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's willing to work with all sides of, of the Wild West, not just your good guys and your doctors and your ladies. He knows how to handle with the rough guys and work out deals or at least, you know, prevent things from happening and having contingency plans. And sometimes people get the best of him, but he's also such a good guy that he has a friend crew around him that involves a dude that's covered in Beskar steel. So... You know, that's not really a guy you want to mess with too often. It's good to have a Mandalorian on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> not saying he's going to show up. You know, I'm not talking time travel here. But uh, Cobb Vanth, uh, Timothy Oliphant, is, just backs it up because not only is he Cobb Vanth, he was also Raylan Givens and Justified, and that's coming back. Um, I don't want to be the person that would typecast Timothy Oliphant, but if he played a lawman in a Wild West property for the rest of his life, it would be forever entertaining. Yeah. Because that he just... He does that so well. Like Jeff Bridges in his era, mm-hmm. it is that same sort of, oh, you fit in those clothes. You have fun with that attitude. It's just always engaging. So Timothy Oliphant and Cobb Vanth, that character going up against Cad Bane and Mando, and you have like this human element that has to hold his own weight. I, th- I think Timothy, good old Tim does a good job, even though it is in space. But he's a sheriff. He's a lawman. Can't tell me no different. He is a lawman. But Scotty's making a face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, it, he's kind of a... How much do we really know about Cobb Vanth? Uh, he was in the book's Aftermath, written by Chuck Wendig, so he was a form character before he ever showed up in the show. And he has a track record of establishing Freetown, helping out lost people, and and, and being good when conflict arises. So he, do, he does have a backstory to him. More so, more so than what we see in the show. All right. I guess so, because <laughs> I, I tried to read Aftermath. I didn't get through it. Didn't make it. Yep. 
But it, uh, it, that is one of the hit or miss ones. I think that's up to Chuck Wendig. He has a style that you either are on board for or aren't. But he is actually credited for the creation of like Filoni gets Cad Bane and all those people. Uh, Cobb Vanth is a Chuck Wendig character. Hmm. Well, I just we just don't see it. I don't feel like I know enough about him, and yet you're elevating to a very high level here at the top of your list. I know. It's mainly Very my love of Tim, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I've, I've, I've proclaimed my love for Justified. I didn't repeat my pick because it would have been him from Justified because <laughs> that's, that's, that's almost untouchable just because he, he kicks so much butt in that show. Um, he doesn't get sort of... He doesn't have bad guys get the upper hand of him as much as he does in Mando, but it's essentially the same character with Boba Fett armor instead, so... And he had, he was the so, reason we, he had Boba Fett armor. So, so really, you're picking a character from Justified. I'm picking Timothy Oliphant, the real man, and having him bring all of his costumes for when he <laughs> comes to hang out in my posse. Like Mikey, he, by the way, the box is over here, and yet somehow you're way over there. Good job. <laughs> Be like Tim, you're playing Cobb Van today. Get dressed up, and then we go out for the posse the next day. It's like, all right, you're railing. Get on your different hat. No, I, I think he has to be all of them at the same time. Isn't that what you're asking for? Also, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> which which is easy, because he's good at that character. But yeah, I just it, it's so fun watching him be in that world, and this is the world we're talking about. I've, re, I've gone back to so many like cowboy and western properties just because of all the ones that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I Justified was one on my list that was like, oh, I forgot how good that was. So it, it deserves a, an extra shout-out in case mm-hmm. there's... Somebody out there that missed it or is due for a rewatch. Mm. That's a, I still think you should have flipped those pictures. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think you could have to. But hey, mm. listen, it's your list, man. Yeah. Your I, list. I do what box. I want. All right. My top pick isn't sci-fi, but also isn't technically Old West. Okay. But he's someone who lives by the code of the West. I love it. It's Texas Ranger Sergeant Cordell Walker. <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger. Yes. Chuck. Norris. Chuck Norris. Yes. <laughs> There's a slow clap right there going on. Standing standing slow clap for Walker, Texas Ranger, who is the only natural pick. Yeah. Kurt Russell's Wyatt Earp would have also been accepted, but yes, <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger. Kevin, tell us about Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay, first of all, he's Chuck Norris, so who wouldn't want Chuck Norris on any team? In any form. When he does push-ups, he doesn't push himself up. He pushes the earth down. (laughs) Exactly. true. (laughs) So Walker, Texas Ranger, if I don't know how you don't know about it, it's been broadcast in over 100 countries. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know there were that many countries. Eight full seasons, 93 to 2001. It was filmed right here in the Dallas Metroplex where we live, which is cool because Chuck Norris lives here and didn't want to go too far away from his house, apparently. I don't like commuting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's a, about a uh, Texas Ranger group that's here based in DFW and going around doing what Texas Rangers do. They're kind of like the uh, FBI of Texas in a way. The Texas Rangers are very unique yeah. amongst law enforcement agencies. They They're really unique. And there's a lot of... because. You know, he lives by the code of the old West. And it's that's funny because he's his buddy, his partner Jimmy is always like getting on him for being old fashioned and trying to do stuff the old way. By the book and you yeah. know, and he's like, We have computers now and it's funny because this is like the nineties. <laughs> you know, we have computers now and you know, he's like, you know, he's like, I I don't take any of that stuff. 
just I use my fists more than I use my gun and my guts. Yeah. Walker, we have the internet. What's the internet? Don't care about it. Yeah. But but the internet loves you, Walker. Uh, but yeah, Walker um, was his backstory. So it's so funny. Somehow this redheaded guy has Native American blood in him because, you know, yeah. reasons, reasons. And uh, you know, he was he was raised by his paternal uncle, who's an American Indian named Ray Firewalker. Nice. <laughs> See, awesome names. Wild West property. And, you know, of course, just and I, for some reason, Always, Chuck Norris is always someone who was in the special forces in Vietnam. Absolutely. Always. And there's no different here. He pretty much know. defined that archetype. Yeah. But in Walker's case, he was a force recon marine in uh-huh. Vietnam. That's what he he did. So that's why he knew his way around fighting. <laughs> yeah. Chuck Norris, martial arts master. Yeah. The show's so funny because it's like, I think I know more about Walker, Texas Ranger from Conan O'Brien's Walker, Texas Ranger Lever. <laughs> I do in watching the show. I get it. Do you remember that? Yeah. The, on his, the old, old. Yeah, bit. on the late night with Conan O'Brien show. I guess at one point, NBC bought Paramount or whoever owned the rights to it. And I think they were right on it. Like Walker, I think it aired right before Conan or like right, right before the, the primetime right. talk show block. Yeah. And he had this lever he would pull and would play just a random clip from Walker, Texas Ranger out of context. Yeah. And it was like the funniest thing ever. It'd usually be some sad kid like, Walker, some guy stole my bike. And then it's like, you know, a, a, a gang shows up with this bike and Walker's like, you better put that bike down. Like, oh, don't mess with Chuck Norris. But the best one ever, the most legendary one ever is the Haley Joel Osment. That's one. it, yeah. <laughs> Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I know we shouldn't laugh at it, but it's terrible. It the was, show, the shows isn't the show isn't <laughs> really good. It's funny because, but it's, it is great. It has not aged well. No, yeah, but it's funny because of the age. It's of a time when we had a very special episode tonight yeah. on a very special episode of Walker. We we're talk, tackling some heavy themes. I I can't not watch it when I come across it though. It's, I have to watch it. It's and it, it's some of it is really terrible. Like one time I watched Walker like stop a plane with some kind of weird ray gun. That, <laughs> that was so bizarre because Walker. I mean, because reasons. I think, you know, what's, what's funny about it is the show is from like the late 90s, but it, it is kind of written and filmed and done like a like Knight Rider, like a show from the like 80s. Like the 80s, absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah. It's it's not, it's anachronistic in that way. And like uh, goes above and beyond to be wholesome and like yes. earnest family yes. atta- entertainment first yeah. before like Wild West cowboy anything. See, that's why it's, I don't remember it being right before a late year. I remember it being like the Sunday night primetime block. No, well, maybe that was it. No, so. yeah, no, it was. You were probably thinking of the reruns. Maybe. Because yeah, it reran forever. Which, yep. by the way, on over-the-air cable, even to this day, most days you can surf through the thirty odd English channels that are available over the air and find a Walker Texas Ranger yeah. episode on somewhere. He's solving problems somewhere in the state of Texas. But there's not there's not much to be said because it's pretty much just Chuck Norris dressed like a cowboy. Yes, and they kind of do the Seinfeld thing where they know he's not the strongest actor. Yes, so his ensemble is the or the ones who kind of prop him up. He's got a real strong support. System. Yeah, he he does have a real strong support system, and it's really. It's really funny to see. They give him as few lines as possible and as much punching as they can. But <laughs> Yeah, Chuck Norris, he was like, for for all the internet breaking that Keanu Reeves has been doing recently or your Henry Cavill's, 
I think he was one of the first. I remember like Chuck Norris being like, like the 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 person me. Absolutely. Like, oh, mm-hmm. hey, there's a thousand of those. You know, Chuck Norris doesn't get wet. Yeah. Water gets Chuck Norris. <laughs> you know? There's a thousand of those things. But mm-hmm. the best part is he's he seems like a genuinely sweet and wholesome dude. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't like punching and kicking. Just happens to be real real good at <laughs> it. You know, not a, not a young man anymore either. No, not a young man. But uh, one of the definitive thumbs up and all those internet absolutely. gifts that I see too. I mean, I, I can't imagine world without Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger in it. Yeah. He did fight Bruce Lee one time. Yeah. He did. He did. Absolutely. At Bruce Lee's request. At Bruce, Bruce Lee's Lee request. Him. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's what's really... He's he's a cool guy, it seems. Seems like he's earnest, cool, humble. And actually has the skills in an area where it could really be 50-50. Right. Looking at you, Mr. Seagull. You know. <laughs> Chuck Norris was the antidote to that. He was like, yeah, we can actually do some punches in here. Absolutely. So Walker, Texas Ranger, he rolled into town, gathered up this posse of these misfits, yep. and then headed off after the bad that's guy. That's strong. That's strong. You see that See that box right there? Chuck Norris fits real nicely in that box. <laughs> yep. I, I, hey, I can't beat. I, no way can I compete with Walker, Texas Ranger in that. Tweet. I don't know. I think Cleavon Little can compete with Walker, Texas Ranger. I know. Like it, it was a one-two either way, flippy floppy. I just picked the modern over the old. I could, I should have gone old over modern. Look, Kevin, mm. we're about to change his mind. Let's keep going. Yeah. Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> I want to live in the wild west. They don't think this much. I get to be more stupid. Man, this is going to be a fun Photoshop to do. Yes, indeed. We done this. That is that is the fun part of the wrap yeah. up. We will do the photo. So our posse's are built. They are built. Alas, another build. A build-a-thing comes to an end. What do you think our first posse mission should should be, Scotty? You gotta you gotta stop the bank robbery. The bank robbery? Okay. Are the Pinkertons after us? Could be. Pinkertons are are they good guys or bad? They're marginal guys, aren't they? They're a little in the middle. They're they're the enemy of my enemy and the friend of my friends. Yeah. So they're my friend's enemy and my well, enemy's the, friend. The Demergoo gang. Yeah, yeah. That's from Hateful Eight because literally just watched that yesterday. <laughs> They really smashed a really expensive guitar for that movie. That's all I know. They did? Yeah, that they guitar did. they smashed. It's actually, it was like an heirloom thing and was worth like $180,000. And they didn't tell him. And they, he thought it was then a Kurt Russell just he, he destroyed it. He's like, oh yeah, we only have one of those. Oh no. <laughs> so. Man, I got Willie Nelson, Kenny Rogers, and Chuck Norris on my team. There's a strong beard game going on very in my posse. Very strong In the Photoshop, you know, do what you want, but that's also like the real strong beard background, like the, the almost the mountain range of the characters before it. And they're like, we're the protectors. We're, we're the, the, the beard trio. That's right. <laughs> that's a strong crew. Yeah, it's fun. You don't have any cartoons in your crew, do you? I almost did, but uh, it was for the debate. Because <laughs> how hilarious, either Woody or Rango, the actual little avatar in real life, like telling these real life adult humans what to do, and they're like, am I on drugs right now? <laughs> no. I'm a lizard. You're coming with me. This is bat country. We got to go. <laughs> I really... I really like the idea that you threw out earlier that Renko moved on from movies and went to commercials and now he's just the Geico lizard. That's it. <laughs> Different outfit. <laughs> Same lizard. I've been thinking about that this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's really oh the God. same lizard. That's true. Look it up. Why do those people want to buy his tiny furniture in the yard sale? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> 
because it was props from the set of Rango. <laughs> it's all ties together. You don't know how deep this goes. They don't want you to know about it. Oh, man. Rango is Geico. Geico is Rango. Iron Horn is Finkel. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> our posses are built, and yes. we, we want to know. <laughs> I'm going to say it again because it's funny. We want to know who you want in your posse. Please. There's so many eligible candidates <laughs> for who to put. I like it when you bang the table, the microphone stand springs go off. <laughs> there are many eligible candidates, but we want to know who you would personally select to be in your posse. <laughs> I can't take it. Anyway, um, you can let us know on all our social medias, at Assuming Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, I guess. Yay. No, it's X now. I don't know. Just There's social medias out there. It's all at Assuming Pod on them. Just go there and put at assuming pod and if it shows up we're on that one yeah the platform <laughs> formerly known as social yeah you can also gmail us assuming positions at gmail.com every week every week almost sometimes we have the guests do it i say mikey how would you like the gmail formatted but he's pointing at he's pointing at scott he thinks scott should do it i have one if you don't this Go is ahead. this one's easy because I I didn't I can't realize can't believe I didn't think of it already. But oh. uh, you're the lawman we just talked about sheriffs. Give me a wanted poster. I, I wanted your hot takes. Uh, there is a reward. You know it's a, it's dollar sign, so you don't know the exact amount. But give me give me a, a hot take wanted poster of your opinion mm. and send it to me. And if you like what we do here and want to give us a reward, you can buy us a coffee. I like coffee. Mm. I like that segue. <laughs> Buymeacoffee.com slash assumingpod. Love it. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. You're the best positrons there ever were. Positively. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Productions for our equipment and producing. Good to be with you. And Jazzar for our music. Thanks, everybody. And we hope you enjoy building your own posse. I would like to remind everybody this did come from a reader's Listener's request, so if you guys want to build us a crew, I don't know. Maybe we need to build a kung fu movie next. There you Ooh. go. Could we build it? All of us would all choose Bolo Chang. <laughs> no, Sammo Hung all day long. Come on. Oh, it's getting feisty already. <laughs> this has potential. All that and next. <laughs> now saddle up and ride. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Come on, get <laughs> oh, oh, They shot my ball. There's a snake in my boot. Somebody pours in the water hole.